All right, folks, welcome back to the Roswell UFO Symposium. I am your host, Mike, joined by co-host Shane and Toby. Uh, tonight, for episode number 13, we are going to discuss crash retrievals, events, and the documentary. Uh, three awesome things. That's why we've been on a little bit of a hiatus the last month. Uh, from doing this show, but we are back and we will start doing more. Um, to support the show, all you have to do is click the link tree link down below. Um, all of our stuff's in there, our social media stuff. If you're watching on YouTube, please check out our other stuff. We have video podcasts on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and all other podcast platforms. And if you're listening on a audio platform, please check our YouTube channel out. We do all of our episodes live on there. Uh, and we would appreciate you subscribing and liking our stuff. So, um, big news, as within, so without, from UFOs to DMT, our documentary that Maurice and I made that Toby and Shane are both in, uh, is now available on Mind Escapes Patreon. Um, and it will also premiere uh, in the theater at Toby's event, um, the Roswell Daily Record Film Festival, uh, which will be happening from the end of June um, to, I think it's June 30th to July 2nd. So uh, you can check it out there. Um, we are working on possibly getting it on a larger platform, but if you want to watch it, just go check it out on the Patreon. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just released a trailer, too, on Mind Escapes uh, channel, if you want to check that out. Um, both Toby and Shane are also in that. Um, and... Uh, yeah, I think that's it to start it off, but uh, welcome back, guys, and uh, yeah, pretty eventful month here. Um, who wants to take it first? I'm still retweeting, so go ahead, Toby. I know you've got a lot to say. Mm. Yeah. Um, why don't Shane you tell us about your little, yeah, why don't you tell us about AlienCon, because I know Shane so badly wants to talk about AlienCon. <laughs> He was banned from Applebee's, actually. We'll start there. <laughs> <laughs> sounds kidding. about, no, sounds we, about right. We had a great time at AlienCon. We flew out and uh, got there uh, the first Friday. We went and checked into the hotel. When I came out, I ran into George Knapp. Jeremy Corbell said hi to them. Um, my buddy, Mark D'Antonio, who's an astronomer, and he's also the head and chief video and photo analyst for MUFON, was there. Ran into him right afterwards, and then uh, the next day is kind of where things kicked off. Uh, we were walking around, me, Shane, and then uh, Jared <clears throat> from Twitter, and John, who we all call Mustache. Everybody knows John. <laughs> so it 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 was fun. We got to sit in on some panels. We got to go to some Q and As, and um. I mean, really, I, I think Shane should talk about it because I know he's, like you said, he wanted to discuss it so badly. <laughs> she Take I a break for a second. I wanted to... Tell us okay, about AlienCon. All about right, AlienCon was cool as hell. Hold on. Tweet sent. Dude, nobody cares about the tweet right now. Who cares? Anyway. Tweet later. So when we first got there, at, cause where we were staying, it was kind of cool because uh, the hotel was adjacent. So... Equipment wasn't so bad, but if you're hurting like I was, it was pretty rough. But what was cool is um, Toby and myself, because we were there as press with the Roswell Daily Record. So we ended up kind of getting to talk to people that we, we kind of, I guess you, we wanted to, that were speakers. 
And so we got to ask questions that we wanted to, which was really cool. Um, we actually got to talk to interview Dr. Taylor, uh, Travis, or let's see, Thomas Winterton and Nick Pope. And we got to ask them some questions that pertain to some articles we were writing. Would you like to tell those, uh, like those articles, Toby, what I'm talking about? Yeah. So one of the main topics that was brought up during, uh, alien con and this is before we even spoke to these people was anomalous injuries so injuries people uh had happened to them while they were either dealing with close encounters of the phenomenon or at places such as skinwalker ranch and it seems like now that the government's actually looking into these things with people like gary nolan you know examining uh brain scans of different individuals it I mean, everything kind of led down that road while we were there. And as we all know, Shane was dropped on his head at Alien Con. And now he has a brain injury. Want to talk about that, Shane? Indeed, but let me fix my mic real quick because I was, my breathing was pretty heavy, huh? I was excited yeah, were, about all this. You stuff. were heavy this breathing. Me super excited. Somebody's going to think it's ASMR. Um, like he really ended up CRs, huh? So, so did. Um, did you hurt yourself when you got thrown out of the Applebee's? Is that, is that how you got hit on your head? Oh, Look, okay. Let me put it this way. If they don't want you to eat off the bathroom floor, there should be a sign. That's all I'm going to say. You asked, right? Yeah, so I'm no, not really no. banned from Applebee's. Sad but I'm true. Really okay. I just had to clean some shit up. Toby's shit. So. All right, all uh, right. While we were there, <laughs> I'm off par. So. Anyway, while we were there, it was kind of, like I said, we asked very specific questions. Um, I actually slipped a note into Jay Stratton's goodie bag, <laughs> trying to get some info on After Effects, which is an article we're writing right now. And we'll let Toby tell you a little bit more about that. Um, After Effects and then Crash Retrievals, because that's what we're kind of doing a deep dive on. And... Uh, so we interacted with quite a few people, but we really, what was really cool was meeting a lot of the UFO Twitter people. Right, Tobes? At AlienCon? Yeah, I think we're still on AlienCon. Yeah. I, I think you ran into more of them than I did. Um, i trying to think of who we met. Well, I mean, other than people you know, like, there's John, that dude, Jay, uh, Jared, Jedi Camper was there. Those are the ones I meant, Daniel. But I'm glad you hate everyone there, oh. Toby. <laughs> Daniel, Daniel Allen Jones actually flew in Sunday morning, did the whole day at Alien Con, and flew out that night. So that's some that's dedication. dedication. Now you know, yeah. yeah, now you know why he has pictures at every single convention that happens. You know what I mean? Um, but no, it was a good time. We all went out. You know, at night we had. Had some drinks, had some food. We all just caught up and joked and laughed. and It was good, but like Shane said, yeah, a lot of talk of crash retrieval, a lot of talk about anomalous injuries. Um, we want to say thank you to the folks at A&E. There was uh, Deborah McBride was one of the main ones. That she was awesome, just helped us out, got us an extra interview while we were there. Uh, we did get to interview Dr. Travis Taylor and Thomas Winterton, who are both part of Skinwalker Ranch. That was really cool. And now, actually, the Roswell Daily Record has a uh, partnership with 
the Skinwalker Ranch Insider. So if you go to one of our websites, there's a link there where you can get access to the Insider program for a discount. Um, so yeah, it was really cool. Funnily enough, I saw Dexter Holland, the lead singer of The Offspring. And I walked him in and showed him where the uh, photo booth was. And I'll kind of leave that at that because... <laughs> I remember that first CD came out when I was like 12 or 13. And that one track, it's just all swear words. And we would just blast that thing because we thought we were so cool. Because all they did was swear a million times in it. Okay, so one of the things that I heard uh, was the panel with... Uh, was it George Knapp, Gary Nolan, and... No, it's George Knapp, Jay Stratton, Travis Taylor. So I know that uh, you said crash retrievals, right? So this is things that I'm just kind of picking up, trying to write it down because you're not allowed to record. Dr. Taylor starts talking about hy hypotheticals like if there was a crash retrieval like in 1947, there would have been some kind of a steward, someone in charge of the program. And he starts going through like a, you know, basically a you know limited number of people they would have aged out. Someone else would have been in. They would have either aged out, coming to, you know, about time for retirement. So the whole whistleblower thing that Christopher Mellon mentioned, we uh, when we reached out to him for that article we wrote, he said it's coming back to Roswell. They're looking for Congress's, with this interagency, they're going to be looking for paperwork from everywhere, from 1945 on, I think, saps and everything, right? So it's interesting because I mentioned this because we kept talking crash retrieval and after effects. We're working on an article right now about after effects currently, as well as this crash retrieval. So I had actually planned on going to Roswell after alien con, after we did all this press stuff there and spent a week there doing some research and working with Toby on the article. So Toby take over from there. That's it. End the story. Yeah, <laughs> uh, no, we we flew back to Roswell together, and basically the next day we were boots on the ground. Uh, Shane did a bunch of research down at the Roswell UFO Museum and International Research Center. Um, he came into the office. We we did get some work done there. Not a whole lot, <laughs> but yeah, we we shot a bunch of film, and obviously some of it was in Mike and Maurice's documentary. The uh, footage you see of me walking out in the desert is my part of the stories being told. Shane and I shot that here. Um, we've also shot footage for a couple of other projects we have in the works. And other than that, yeah, it was just a lot of research. We didn't get a whole lot of articles done because we were finding new leads regarding the Roswell case. And I'm pretty excited to start releasing some of that. As you guys took some. To that point. You had a photo op where you said you found some stuff and you were in the archives, correct? Yeah, Shane and I think Chase were there that day. Mm. Um, I actually, I, I wasn't at the museum with them, but we we're working on. I guess the best I can say is we're working on a new lead for the Roswell incident, a source that hasn't been talked to before. And we've kind of been told not to say much more than that, but um, some pretty interesting things are starting to come out of that. And I think Shane might have more to say because he's smiling. They don't want me to talk about this. Cause... 
Well, don't talk about it then. Um, Let's just say what Toby said. um, Also, go back to Weaponize with uh, George Knapp and um, Corbell. They'll tell you the same thing. Crash retrievals are real. Not only do we have one program, we have multiple. Um, Right behind me. Surprised I got it on the first try up there. There's a book on crash retrievals, UFO crash retrievals, volume one through seven. Um, Leonard Stringfield. There's also uh, UFO siege, a bunch of other stuff up there, right? You can also go online and find different papers and things like that, but you can find all kinds. doesn't mean they're all real. But what you do is you start researching based on those, see what you find. Or it's kind of cool because what Toby and I have done, and this is what I will give you. What we have has played out in this way. So we got what Toby said, this original information. With that, we proceeded to go multiple routes. And what we ended up finding is they all kind of kept validating. And and so the cool part is there's gold at the end of this rainbow. If it's re- I mean, if, if we can... And Shane is a leprechaun, so this makes yeah. a lot of sense. I just, I'm trying to be general. No, right? no, Let's you're just good. Say, there's a story no matter what, because it's, it's, it's kind of cool and crazy how it happened. But uh, I'll say that I know Roswell happened. Matter of fact, I'll tell you that this this much that I'm under the impression that what we consider the Roswell incident is a series. It's a UFO flap that happened in a. July 1947. Matter of fact, there's there's several incidents within a month span, some within days of each other. Um, corona. I yeah, say crash at Corona. Uh, Stan Magdal- Friedman's what a was good the other one. Magda. I say that wrong, right? Magdalena. Thank you, Magdalena. There's uh, another Rio one that says Roswell, and then you've got Aztec. You know all these different ones, right? But they're within this month span, and you got White Sands nearby. Hmm. So. What I'll say is that Roswell did happen. The reason there's so much conflicting information is there's multiple incidents with real stories that somehow made it out and all that. So what I would be looking for is what um, Travis Taylor, yeah, Dr. Taylor said, I'd be kind of cool to find someone who was involved in the program or like Dr. Davis, Eric Davis said, there's a folder somewhere because if you take the, uh, I guess, Jesse Marcel used to be intelligence, right? And they have CIC files. I'm not sure if they switched them, but at the time, Roswell had a CIC, so I don't know if it still does. I'd sure love to have that CIC number if anybody can find it, our Proton Mail, um, or whatever it is, because he, I, there is a file somewhere. Heck, maybe someone smuggled stuff out. Who knows, man? All I know is. There's still stuff out there, and there's still people to talk to, and so that's what we're working on right now. It's it's legit in in the aspect of the way we came about the information and keep validating the information keeps us going forward, and that's all you can ask for. And we've, I'd say, worked how many steps now? Multiple? Would you say three or four steps? When we're and it just keeps on like oh, interesting. Yeah, I would say we've we've talked to sources. I mean, both in the know government wise and in the know in the private sector and like shane said it's kind of like these three different paths but they're all 
leading to the same destination. So we've had information confirmed by at least three different sources from three different parts of this that have said, hey, everything you're looking at is legit. And I know it. people hate when we talk vague or anybody talks vague about this stuff, but our main concern is to get this information out to the public because we don't want to be another group of people that say, hey, we have inside info. You know, just wait, just wait, we'll release it. And we've, we've done the research, we've done the groundwork already. We, we're close. We're close to the point where we can talk about what we found. And I, I think it could have some pretty big implications as far as what Shane was saying is New Mexico in 1947, June and July, it does appear that it was a flap of UFO crashes. Like he said, it's not just one. And that's part of the confusion at the time is, let's say the Roswell crash, it was announced on July 8th. Supposedly it happened a few days before. What do you, what do you think it would mean if it happened in, in June, actually? And it sat on that ranch, but was noticed by people, <clears throat> say for weeks before the government, the sheriff, the military, anybody was notified. Do you yeah. think if someone saw that, the pieces of the craft would just sit there? Or do you think these people would take pieces of it and start to go around and say, hey, you want to see something cool? Look at this. I can fold this piece of metal and it bounces back. You know what I mean? Back into its normal shape. So say these, these guys were ranchers, they were farmers. What, what if, say, you know, just as an example, what if they took it to a rodeo they went to, you know? And they showed a group of 30 people. Well, that's 30 people now that have seen this that went and told who knows how many other people that they saw this. So it's the timeline allegedly. is really important. Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. yeah. But so the timeline the timeline's important. That's all I'm saying. Well, Dr. no, Davis. I mean, that's, that's interesting. We should actually do a full crash retrieval episode and get like Chris Wolford on here or something and, uh, I know he knows a lot about it too. Um, but yeah, the Crash at Corona is a great book if anybody's ever read it. Uh, Stanton Friedman about kind of what we're talking about here. Um, I will say this to Toby and Shane definitely seemed shook when they found this. So I believe whatever they found, and I don't, I'm not part of this. No, I'm joking. I know a little bit, but um, yeah, they seem like uh, there's something there. And I, I wasn't there, but I believe him. I'll also say that uh, June 1947, up here in Washington, Arnold saw what he called, you know, flying saucer disc, but the, the manta ray shaped craft that moved biologically. Dr. Davis talks about that. And then you go down to New Mexico, and the Roswell incident was what, Toby? Allegedly, yeah, according to sketches by some people that were there, allegedly was a manta ray shaped craft. And that's, you know, that's that's a shape that you keep seeing repeated, especially in this time frame and, you know, moving into the future. So that's to me, that's a very specific shape, right? Like just because a journalist heard what Arnold said and coined it a flying saucer because it skipped like a rock across the water, however it happened. What if. What if flying saucer, this silver disc, is not the actual shape that was involved in these events? It's it's something to think. Yeah, about. that's that's not what the original one. It, 
it wasn't. It's known that it's not a saucer. That actually came from the reporting of it. He saw probably more. He saw probably more like what you're talking about. But I mean, yeah, and I mean, and you can find the same further. Thing? We're, we're all agreeing. It's it's a manta ray shaped. So hey, have you guys heard? Of, it's like a manta ray shape. No craft. way. <laughs> I think no. it's shaped like a jellyfish. <laughs> Sky jellyfish, bro. That's in the documentary. So let's let's advance the timeline here a little bit. Okay. So Shane and I are doing all this research. UFX UFO Expo happens. Shane refuses to leave town, so now I'm stuck hanging out with him for two more weeks. Um, something interesting happens, okay? Um, you want to talk about what happened at the hotel, Shane? And then I'll talk about what happened at my boss's house? All right. So... Toby tried to kiss me at the hotel. <laughs> we went outside. And I believe I, I, it. I actually, no, I actually had some beers and I was outside and I was just messing around. And again, regardless if people believe me, these things are everywhere I am at all times, period. Um, and I was messing around and I just half joking around. And by that, I mean, doesn't mean I'll... I produce them or anything. I'm just saying they are there when they want to be there. And I say, Hey, Toby, you want me to see E5? And he's like, yeah. So I, uh, drunkenly see E5 and I had my camera set up and was sitting there and I, and on my screen and my camera, I could see two lights, one blinking erratically, but not moving just one light and it blink disappear for, you know, 10, 20 seconds, come back, blink, 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 stuff like that, right? And so I go to take video, I hit record, but it's not recording. So then I look up and I can't find it. Toby, I yell for Toby and he comes running. As he gets up there, he's looking at it and he's like, what is that? And I'm like, I don't know. So we're looking up the sky. We can't see it. We're looking on the screen. We can see it. Sky screen this shuts off i'm like what the hell so i turn it back on it's still on the screen but it won't it's not recording so it's just blinking but you can't see it in the sky and i'm like what the hell and so i yell to the rest chasing them but chase being chase he ain't gonna make it <laughs> he's like a turtle so as they're walking up it shuts off again and it's gone and then before you tell your story the very next night i'm outside my hotel with um Mike, um, Jamie, Chrissy, and Jamie's husband, I think. And my back's to the same direction, same exact part of the sky. And as we're looking, we're looking around, they, they, they see something come up over my shoulder. And so I, I turn around and say, like, oh, it's probably just a star because it's not blinking or anything like that. And I can't tell if it's moving, but it's a little, it's a little off a little bit. So I don't pay much attention to turn back around. And I was, I was there maybe 10 seconds and I turn around and it's gone, completely gone. It was super bright too. Cause I thought it was like Venus or one of those. It's completely gone. And so we're just standing there and they're kind of dazed. And then the next night, Toby. So yeah, on the next night, uh, one of the co-owners of the newspaper has some farmland, um, east of town. So they have, they have this really cool metal building where they have like an actual bar set up and everything. 
So we went out there. It was, I think there were like seven of us. And we decided, hey, let's try and film a UAP, you know? So Shane comes outside and he starts doing CE5. And then all of a sudden he's like, it's going to come from this direction and it's going to be moving like this. He he calls it a sperm. It, to me, it looked like how a fish swims. Sure enough, there it comes. Everybody sees it. So he he does it again. And then from the direction he says this time, it happens again. So everybody's yelling at him, go get your camera. Let's record it. Let's record it. As he's going for his camera, he's like, I'm just warning you guys. It might not show up when I have the camera out here. They don't like being recorded. So he goes and he gets it and he sets up and he does the same thing and nothing happens. I mean, we're there for like 20, 30 minutes with just nothing happening. As soon as he takes his equipment inside, I go to the side of this building where he was and did exactly what he said he did to CE5 it. And bam, another one appears. And it, it, it got pretty crazy. My granddaughter ended up spotting one um, and then my stepson and... I mean, it was five in one night, and that was a span of, I want to say, like, 45 minutes to an hour. And, you know, I mean, okay, that that's cool, you know. So this can happen when Shane's there. So after Shane goes home, we get the stupid idea. Let's see E5 over the phone. Shane's like, okay, let's do it. So I go out in my front yard, and Shane's like, okay, hold on. I'm doing something. Hold on, I gotta call the Air Force to drop some flares, <laughs> Stephen Greer style. He's not he's not steroided <laughs> enough to be Greer. <laughs> but no, I I kid you not. I'm looking at the sky, and then sure enough, there's one of these. They're swimmers. They're like orangish yellow, and they swim just like a fish, like a biological entity, right? So, I mean, I don't know how else to explain it other than. There's something up there. What do we call on these but, things? Sky sperms? No, Shane's not in charge of them. No. <laughs> That's the best name ever. Look, you can go back to my spaces a year ago. And I'm talking about these things. Different parts of the sky coming all sky sperm, tadpoles, whatever you want to call them. Sorry. Whatever you want to call them. Talking about them doing just that to the point that my family, I introduce them that way. Anybody else, like, it's going to do this, this. And I'm not necessarily calling necessarily the right direction, but they come from, look, you can get your apps out and check. It's not satellites, not aircraft. I know that. It goes across the sky quickly, if you think about how quickly it moves out of the sky. But it goes up at different heights in different directions quickly. And it's multiple, because I've seen multiple, it's my opinion. It's the same shit that I see here up near Rainier. It doesn't matter anywhere. So, and on top of that, everywhere I've looked, found, I've done nothing but find information. Yakima Valley is a hot spot. So finding that after the fact, which is cool, but it's like, it makes me re-examine a lot of things I don't even talk about, I haven't talked about, that I've either witnessed or experienced that, I never would have imagined that, you know, that kind of stuff. So, I don't know. Yeah, we figured out what's going on with Shane's eyes. We figured out that they're quantumly entangled with these sky sperms. (laughs) (laughs) Look. And and that's how he lures them in. Let me ask you a question. 
How wild? Doesn't matter. Because of my experience. Yeah, I went through some shit. Still am. Whatever. I got better. I started doing space. I didn't even like doing spaces. It's kind of rough being... I had to force myself to talk. Didn't really have a whole lot to do. Pandemic, stuff like that. I ended up meeting Mike. Podcast. Toby. We did this podcast. Which led to... You know, the Roswell Daily Record, going to these conventions, crash retrievals, Roswell, and then interacting with these things down there here. And then doing all of this, and after the fact, the synchronicities are beyond weird. You know, because as you find out about Yakima, the things that I see here seem to be the things that crashed there. That type of stuff, right? That's just, if you wrote it all down... No one would believe you. They'd say it's fictional. Especially with what we got. They're like, how do these... T- How's a dumbass on edibles going to run into this stuff? Mike, you said you have a new trailer for the documentary? Yeah. I mean, I, I actually have it on here. Should I play it? Let's play it. Let's check it out. Let's All see right. Shane wilding out. Here it is, the trailer for our new documentary. Hold on here. I don't have to believe. Something's here. There's no question about that. They are not just from this planet, but based on the characteristics they're most often described having, that they're simply us from the future. It was um, the biggest aircraft I've ever seen in my entire life. It was semi-translucent, it seemed. We see four orange orbs flying one after another, basically in formation. Um, I think in a way, you know, you could call a UFO a flying dream. Out of the cornfield, that seven-foot-tall, gray, menacing, communion-looking alien, or whatever you want to call it. Because it can be a multitude of things, of deities, of godlike creatures, of aliens. The reality that we experience on a day-to-day basis seems to be this very, very thin slice of something far larger and far more complex. As within, so without. From UFOs to DMT. Okay. going on there boom there's a missing person um so yeah there's the trailer um we'll make a longer trailer at some point when we've refined it like i said um so we have the director's cut available on our patreon for 777 you also get all of our exclusive content on our patreon interviews and all sorts of stuff um and uh yeah, I mean, we're going to try and refine it. Maurice is still editing it. Um, and it will be probably closer to an hour and a half. Right now it's an hour and 49 minutes. Um, so, yeah, we just made a little bit of a short trailer uh, just so people could see a little bit of it. And uh, as you can see, Shane starts it off. And then that's actually, I don't know if that's one of those sky sperms or if that's just a normal orb that he saw. No, just normal orb. Um 
And yeah, no, I, um, look, uh, the whole documentary thing has been awesome. It's taken a long time. Uh, we started the process of coming up with it and everything late 2020, um, at the beginning of the uh, pandemic. And then we're shooting with Chris Wolford around uh, spring 2021. And then it's just all putting it together and getting all the footage, you know, that's, that was the toughest part about it was making it look good with what little we had because people were submitting like their own recordings of themselves answering our questions because again during the pandemic we weren't going to be flying around the country interviewing people so i think it looks pretty good um it won the uh people's choice award um at uh actually i think i might have a picture of it there it is um yeah, won the uh, People's Choice Award at the Roswell UFO Expo. Thank you again to Toby and Tom Reed. Um, and, you know, we couldn't be there, but we're trying to get out there in uh, late June, early July for Toby's uh, Roswell Daily Record uh, Film Festival, which is going to be awesome. I know I see Maximo in the comments, too. Shout out to Maximo. Um, yeah. I just, uh, like I said, I, I appreciate everything that everybody did to help. Um, Maurice, I thought did an amazing job editing and, um, putting together all the stuff we did have. And also thank you so much to Shane for shooting some B stock for us. Uh, and Toby, you know, working on with us on his thing and his parts animated the first part of it, which is really cool. So, um, look for that. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, you know, like where we go next, like I said, I don't know. We're still going to just keep editing and then maybe in a month or two months when it's really finely tuned, we might try and get it on a platform or figure out what to do next with it. So, but yeah, I mean, Toby and Shane were there. They said it got a great response. Um, Chase was there too. Shout out to Chase and Daniel. Daniel was there as well. Um, and yeah, we've got a great response so far. I, I know the people that are in it were probably skeptical when we asked them to do it, but uh, they've all had positive things to say about it. And I appreciate that because whenever you do something for the first time creative like that, like obviously Maurice and I have done five years worth of podcasts and short videos and things like that. But to actually make a full documentary is kind of a big undertaking and then also make it look professional while the world's shut down, you know, it just, um, you know, it was kind of a tall order, but we did it and, uh, you know, I feel good about it. I like how it came out and we're going to make a bunch of more documentaries coming up, uh, you know, in the future. So I look forward to that. I'll say Great. that I'm actually tired as heck right now. I've, I've been getting, because my time change is still kind of messed up. That, no, we'll wrap it up. We'll it, keep it short. Yeah, we should probably keep it short tonight. And I'm a little burnout on the UFO, just nonstop crash retrieval stuff. I want to get you guys some information. So let's talk about something super cool like Bigfoot. Bigfoot's real. Dude. Fight me over it. <laughs> Dude, show me Bigfoot, bro. 
Don't ask. Come over here. I'll show you Bigfoot. Where? You, fact, do you have a picture or video? Sasquatch is looking for you. Have you seen that stabilized? They did the gim a stabilized version of the Gimlin video. Yeah, the uh, muscles. It, it, but it looks like a human when they stabilized it. No, Shane's it looks like a massive way. female. Okay. Here we go. It has breasts and big old booty. It's, <laughs> it's, it's a Bigfoot. <laughs> You're crazy. It's a Bigfoot. <laughs> They're all one and the same. So you don't think it's the guy yeah. that's his friend that like lives down the road from him that claims no, it was him in the dude, suit? It is not. I'm telling you. Why would what? he wait that long to tell that story? Bigfoot's real. The government knows. They're probably. They probably got a little. I know. Toby was telling me some secret Bigfoot man. shit. I'm just like, uh, I want to believe this, but I don't. <laughs> they think probably so. got a house for Bigfoot and everything, dude. Hey, I wouldn't doubt it. I'm just telling you. I think Toby believes, bro. Toby's a believer. If the going to keep... Let me put oh, it this 100%. 100%. way. If Bigfoot was real... If Bigfoot was real... And that means the government would know. I'm not saying it if it is or not. But if they lie to us about UFOs, which we know they do, they're going to lie to us about Bigfoot. Well, according to Dorothy Izot, those Bigfoots are flying the UFOs, right? <laughs> Isn't that what the... It's all one and the same, the phenomenon. Come on. Yeah. Well, that's what's in our documentary, actually... Dr. Greg Little mentions plasmas and how those could be the source of all these plasmoids and how they could be the source of all these experiences. So, but yeah, let's wrap it up here, boys. We got, um, we'll start doing plenty of episodes here coming up. We just wanted to kind of get back in the swing of things after this busy, busy month that we had. And, uh, you know, before we took the break, we had John Burroughs on. If you haven't watched that episode, please go check that out. We also had uh, James Fox on, which was awesome, and he revealed some stuff, his new thing that he's working on in D.C. and everything. Um, so go check out those episodes if you have not already. Uh, on Mind Escape, I just had Dr. Andrew Gallimore on. I did a episode, couple episodes with P.D. Newman, a couple with Leah Prime. Shane's been on a few. And Toby and, oh, we got a kitty kitty in the mix um the last episode of my escape we talk about the documentary both shane and toby are on that episode so check that out and yeah the best way to support the roswell ufo symposium is to leave us a nice review on apple or spotify or uh, follow us on social media again if you're listening on an audio platform please check out our youtube channel we do all our shows live on there and if you're watching on youtube please check out our audio platforms as well as our video episodes that we do on spotify and uh yeah again all the links are down below um shane uh you know is a big supporter of wounded warrior the link is below for that if you want to support wounded warrior um yeah all the links are below we'll just leave it at that but uh, I appreciate everybody. Thank you so much. Thank you again for Toby and Shane sharing their experiences from AlienCon and the Roswell UFO Expo. Again, special thank you to Toby for helping us with the documentary and uh, the premiere and everything like that. And special thank you to Shane also uh, for getting some extra stuff uh, for us last minute. And uh, that's it. We're going to call it a night. We will be back soon. We love everybody. Stay safe out there. And uh, we'll catch you next time. Peace.